0: This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugar-coated conversations on wellness created by the real life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north.
1: Hey friends, welcome to season three. Rachel and I are beyond excited to kickstart season three, 2020. We are going to start off this season with a conversation just Rachel and I, a little bit different. We're gonna talk about adult acne and also how to find purpose in your career and in life in general. Great topic as we're all reflecting on 2019 and heading into a new year. If you haven't already, also make sure you check out our promo. We released it a couple of weeks ago now on season three. We're going to be adding some elements in this new season, not only bringing on guests that are fearlessly finding their true north, but Rachel and I are going to have some one-on-one conversations on select topics, things that we're struggling with, things that you all are struggling with and you share with us and you want to hear a conversation on. So if you have ideas or topics you want to hear, slide into our DMs, send us an email. We would love to hear your input on that. Otherwise, without further ado, let's jump into season three. I think that's a good place to start. I should I oh say God. that again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, ha- I didn't stop recording. Should I oh, stop good. recording? No, you're good. And, and that's favorite. a great
1: place to start this podcast. I actually have some adult acne right
0: now. <laughs> great. <laughs> you want to talk about adult acne? Well, have I got some for let's, you? Let's
1: jump into it.
0: Oh no, I so I was just at my, my brother and his girlfriend, Mallory, had mm-hmm. a baby, like, I don't know, four days ago. And I'm looking at the pictures of my brother, and his skin is, like, flawless. And I'm like... You motherfucker. He hasn't showered for like six days. They are stressed out because (laughs) she literally went through like every form of pregnancy until they had to do a cesarean and like the poor thing, but both of them, their skin's like literally beautiful. And here I come in like, oh, you know, I was on vacation. (laughs) I'm like- Vacation can be stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. So yeah. boy, do I have some.
1: I know. I have actually might have been flaring too, but I think oh. um, I don't know. Okay. So we've been talking about this for a while now and just how to normalize it. I know there's a nice, a, a trend, like I, well, I don't even want to call it a trend because that kind of diminishes it and I hope it's not a trend, but we're starting to see more people, more brands talk about, normalizing normal bodies and whether that be with, you know, stretch marks or weight or, you know, body shape or whatever it may be. Um, or in this case, like talking about acne, you and I have had a lot of conversations on how do we approach that in our own way and Mm -hmm. just like be okay with it. Um, or accept that like, it's your body trying to tell you something. It's your body Kind of, I mean, it's your body technically working, like it's doing what it's supposed to, or it's a a symptom of your body trying to manage something that maybe is just awry. Whether it be you're eating something that you shouldn't be, that's I feel like that's always mine. I'm like I eat dairy or I eat too much sugar, and like it manifests on my face, (laughs) or yeah, um, because of whatever's happening in my body because I do that, or you know, it's your hormones, and that could be another thing, or just like sometimes. I don't know, it just fucking happens, right? <laughs> like I don't know, it just it's there. Um, and we've kind of talked about like putting ourselves out there and saying like, "Hey, I have." Like we all get acne, um, and trying to bring that to a conversation because I think I think it's like starting to happen. But a lot of those conversations are around body type, um, which is great. Like I think that's fantastic, and it, that is a conversation that needs to be had too. Um, but I think there's a lot of other. Social and um, beauty norms that hopefully start to pick up traction, and people can say like, "Hey, we don't need to necessarily cover our face with a shit ton of makeup to make it appear that we don't have pores. Like, we all have pores, you know." Um, so I don't know. I think it's a it's a good conversation to have. But one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this, and we have been talking about it, um, but recently. I know you posted a picture, um, and then I also posted a video because I had a bunch of adult acne, and um, I put it out there. and And someone responded to the video, and like well intended, um, and I, you know, they were just trying to help. Um, but it was interesting because I posted a video and I said, "Hey, like acne is normal; it happens; um, it's a normal process." And someone replied, "Like, hey, you should buy this product." And again, their intent was positive, you know, they're, they're trying to be helpful, um, but like it sparked this thing inside of me of why, like, we're viewing it, obviously, as a negative, and we're also just, like, trying to throw things at it. It's like, I have, I have a really good skin regimen, <laughs> like, you know, I get facials, I use all the products, um, so rather than just saying, like, it happens or maybe something else is causing it, like, why are we trying to fix it versus... Just being like, hey, this is, this is life. Like, this is everyday life.
0: Yeah. I, I when you sent me the text that somebody had done that, I, I mean, it, it was funny. It's yeah. like, I mean, and it makes sense. And I was like, <laughs> i like, what product? They... <laughs> I'm like, what product did they recommend? <laughs> You're like, I want to buy it. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for that. I am like, too, though. And, um, you know, I also recognize that at different times in my life, there are different things that work and don't work. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm a little less in the place of like trying to find a silver bullet, but, um, yeah, I am grateful to be in a place where I'm having a conversation around how do I get comfortable to be able to just post me as me um, because that's what I want to normalize because it doesn't feel great to have I mean truly I have very small pores like I'm very lucky and many times I will get compliments from people about how great my skin is Um, but then I get one blemish and I'm just like you know feel like crap like that's so stupid but it's I mean, unfortunately, that's the truth. And it's the more that I, the more that we can talk about this, the more that I can get comfortable sharing. I mean, even that photo that we posted, like I still had covered up those zits, you know what I mean? And like, I'm not totally there yet. Um, Maybe I won't ever be, but I'm at least willing to have the dialogue and, I'm willing to be a part of a conversation that normalizes being a human. Um, but it is, I mean, it's fascinating. Like when I was in Egypt, I didn't see anyone with acne, which is not fair. They're absolutely, I'm sure. (laughs) But I mean, that gets me. So like, I know for you, for you, food is the thing that's the trigger. And I'm sure it is for me too. Um, but for me, stress, like absolutely yeah, stress, oh, that too, for like, sure. havoc on my body. Um, and the second that I start, well, and getting my period, I mean, it's just like, yeah. I'll be like, but that, oh, that's but
1: yeah, normal yeah. though, too. Right. Like that happens. Totally. Like, what's going to happen. Like, it's a good thing you're getting it. So
0: well, even that like, you know, people are like, well, if you get on birth control, then you, it'll clear yeah. up your skin. And then it's like, man, but then you have to be on birth control. And that, I mean, that's a lot of hormones to be, Mm. um, pumping through your body for, I mean, I've, I had, I mean, I'm not on it anymore, but I had been on it for a very long time. And like, I got to a point where I, my, I could feel the effect. It didn't, I couldn't do it. My body was just, fuck you. And, um, (laughs) and not that that's everybody's experience, but that was mine. So, um, yeah, I, I love that we're doing our part. I I think the next phase for me is gonna be, um, you know, being comfortable with my body, honestly. Not that I'm not, that sounds really like, I don't know. But being able to wear a tight dress if I want to, even though I have like, you know, a. A pooch, which I don't even want to fucking call it. That it's terrible. Yeah. You know, it's like I have a female body, and you know, you look at sculptures from back in the day, and they embraced all of that, yeah. and Marilyn Monroe it actually, like celebrated. Years. Yeah, and like even I would say, okay, I know Egypt is like top of mind for me, but yeah, keep going, it's fine. <laughs> we, went through, we went through um the security line at I think we were in Luxor, and. Oh, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Aswan, wherever we were, and they don't have like you walk through like a metal detector, but then they pat you down. Yeah. Like, oh wait. And me and my mom are like skinch, right? Like we're just like little toothpicks That's just toothpicks <laughs> Oh my god, toothpicks <laughs> Um, it's just kind of how our genetics are, you know. But mm-hmm. we both have like I would say I'm like a miniature human, um, <laughs> a miniature woman. Would not you say like yeah. I'm like?
1: No, you're you here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I always it, joke I'm like a giant, especially out in California. <laughs> like, I just don't don't mind me. I'm just like significantly larger in every single way than everyone else around me. But yeah, <laughs> so
0: we have um, the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but so we walk through the line, and all of the more like full figured women, they're not fat. Like the full fuller figure, they just mm-hmm. have more more of a figure. Yeah. Um, we're just like glorified like it was just like oh yo you're beautiful you're beautiful and then my mom walked in and it was like we are mincemeat like they were just like keep it out <laughs> i'm like, yeah, yeah. like mom how come they-? and she's like i think we're too skinny like they just think we're like little skeletors or something <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways i i really want to get more comfortable like i mean i have cellulite on my ass have had it since i was a teenager oh, yeah. like i've had the the you know a or stomach <laughs> you know like I don't have yeah. a six-pack I never had a six-pack and I I just I think that that is that's where I'd like to get more comfortable I'm getting there um and the acne conversation has definitely been a bridge for me yeah. to be able to um open up the normalization the decolonization is that Right? That's sure. probably not right. I'm sure. I've been hearing that phrase a lot, and I wanted to say it, and I'm pretty just, sure I yeah, use it slide wrong, it so in there, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, the normalization, um, because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Well,
1: that's like you were just saying. I mean, depending on where you are, depending on the time, like we have gotten into essentially a social trend of where people think thin and flat stomach is, you know, what is that you know, what people aspire to be or that they're attracted to be, but there have been other times and there are other cultures where to have more fat on your body is actually a sign of wealth and that's more attractive to people or, you know, whatever it may be, like you're actually better off if you are have more more fat on your body and then people strive for that. Um, so I don't know. I think it's like a good reminder that it's all made up, but then at the same time I can say that and then I can still look in the mirror or like see a photo of myself and hate it or not want to post it and be like, what the fuck? That's what you look like. You know? And then of course, like in the same day I can take a photo and be like, you are the hottest chick up in here. You know, like it's like depends on the angle. It depends on the lighting. It depends on what you're wearing. Um, so I just feel like it's easy to have a conversation about it, but um, like to to actually do the work to be okay with it, no matter what anyone else says, which is always that's something I struggle with too. Like you hear other people say certain things about people's bodies or how they look, or they're too masculine, they're too this, they're too that, you know, like whatever you wanna say and like I have a really hard time of not being like, Oh shoot, like if this person thinks That person is I don't know too masculine and I'm like I think I kind of look like that person like am I too you know like I I can get in my head so easily about it um so like how to actually tune out everyone else's opinion because that's all it is (laughs) yeah and it's like yeah
0: well and it's like at a certain point it's just a waste of energy like all that energy that's put towards like trying to fix yourself could be used towards so many other things. And I mean, unfortunately there is like beauty privilege in our society. Um, And maybe that's, I mean, you had asked me a question in the Egyptian episode about freedom and I didn't really have like a very articulate answer, but um, you know, freedom from from privilege, freedom from beauty privilege. Like, I don't know, like that's real. Yeah. And when you're not having to like put so much into a society that ranks you based on mm-hmm. something that you have zero freaking control over, truly. Yeah. um, Man, it's like now you can't even – put any f- energy and effort towards the things that feel more important to you. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, again, I think that's why I'm grateful for this dialogue because the more that I can just say it out loud and acknowledge it, like I've actually found myself spending less time worrying about how I cover up my zits, you know, like mm-hmm. I still take care of my skin yeah. and like, try to do the things to do the things, but um, you know, like I got some cover up um, and it was like way too pale for my face like it's not great but <laughs> but I was just like was whatever <laughs> I'm like whatever this is what I have and yeah. I don't really want to go through the rigmarole of finding another one and so I'll like actually ask myself like is this bad enough that you really need to cover it up or like no. can you get over it and if it is then I'll like kind of but I just I'm kind of like whatever like if you're not going to be friends with me because I have it on my forehead then yeah that's your loss I like
1: Yeah, Um, that's, like, that's the funny part, too, because I'm the same, like, I can get really self-conscious about it, but I also don't like to wear foundation, like, I just don't like how it feels, Um, and I don't actually. Wait,
0: wait, wait, who's, people? do people wear foundation? Oh,
1: yeah, a lot of people do. I don't
0: know. I I think
1: they do. I don't know. I know a lot of other people that put on foundation every day. I mean, I'll put, like, tinted moisturizer on.
0: Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like you just have, like, all this stuff? I That's guess, what like, I'm saying. Like, well, the tinted moisturizer are like... <laughs> doesn't.
1: <laughs> it's more of a moisturizer that just has a little color in it. But that's what I mean. Like, wearing foundation, like, I can't do it. Like, it feels terrible to me. Like, I will um, only do it if I'm, I don't know, like, going to a wedding or something. You know? like, yeah. Um, but, no, I know people, that, like, put on some sort of, like, foundation cover-up every single day. And, like, I just won't. I'm like, one, I work out, like, that's not good. Like, this is going to make it worse if I'm wearing foundation all day long. And I think, I mean, in some ways, I think it does make people's skin, like, it can clog your pores even more wearing it. Um, I, that's
0: what would happen to me, I think. Yeah.
1: That's how I think it is for me, too. But, like, just getting over it and, like, trying, I don't know, even just in general. Like, I work with a bunch of guys right now, <laughs> at least in the, the office that I'm in. Um, and it's just four of us, but, like sometimes I, I feel like I envy them, and I don't, like, I have no idea what their routine is, obviously, to, to get ready for their day, but I'm like, I think they just kind of roll out of bed, probably, like, brush their hair, and, like, put some clothes on it, and come to the office, and I'm like, I, I like, half the time, I kind of do that now, too, but then in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, these people probably think I look like a freaking schmuck, like, and maybe they don't, they're probably not even thinking about it. No. But, like, just because there's that, that, expectation, right, that Many times for women, it's like, well, you should be, you know, your hair can't be a certain way, or it should be, you know, straight, or it should be curled nicely, or whatever. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that. Like, I just don't have time for it, you know, or I don't, yeah. like, I don't want to make the time for it. To be honest, that's actually really the truth. It's just like I have better things to be doing with my day than like trying to curl my hair most of the time, just to have or straighten my hair, just to, like to have it rain and it'd be whatever it was going to be anyway. Um, but then I, I do think sometimes it's like people are like, oh, you're not as well, quote unquote, put together as someone else. I'm like, how is this fair? Like I have to spend more time in my day, like just because of social expectations.
0: I don't um, know though. I I would say, I don't know. I Dallas has been like such an interesting place for me to go because, yeah. um, I don't know. I think when I first got there, I was really frustrated. I was like frustrated in the way that you are right now. Not that I'm like, you know, beyond where you are, but like, um, and I think that where I've gotten to is like, and I don't really know. I, I honestly, I think it's like me being able to have perspective or have experiences like Egypt or, you know, even just traveling within the U S and like getting out of my day to day and connected to something bigger, something different so that it doesn't, one small thing doesn't become over, uh, applied to my entire life. Um, you know, I can appreciate people who care, like who choose that, like that's, that is a way of, being. And I guess it's like how I I would rather be celebrating us for wanting to share acne and celebrate people who like we all get to choose how we want to do it. What sucks yeah. is that society, you know, to date um probably favors certain you know looks or whatever, but I think I do think that's changing and I, and I think it's changing the more that more variety is brought to the f- surface. And yeah. so if we want it to shift, it's I, I don't want it to be because we're demonizing people who, you know, want to take certain stuff. It's like I will always be somebody who works out. I hate it when people make me feel shitty because I want to work out instead of eating a donut. I hate that shit. Yeah. And like, um you know i don't want to demonize somebody because they feel good for putting on foundation um and how can we get to a place where we're it's just a you know one person chooses to like let the acne all hang out and one person chooses to cover it up and that all can coexist and it doesn't make one better or worse it's just like you know a matter of how you what you want to do with it. Um, almost as benign as like, um, you know, what do you want to do with your leftovers? You could (laughs) reuse them, you could throw them away, you could eat them as they are. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, like you could reuse them by turning them into something else. You could and and I think it's similar. It's just like it's just different paths and different options. And they're all valid and they're all appropriate and they're all okay. It's when we start to rank them that it feels nasty to me. Um, and again, the more that we bring more options to the table, the, the less um, well, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe it still ranks. and but I don't know the more I f- I feel like the more that people get to see themselves in the other alternatives, it gives more people a chance to recognize like, yep, hey, yes. I feel that pain too. And I choose the foundation, but I see you, I see you and it's not okay. wearing foundation. Yeah. And I, and I, I honor that. And um, for me, you know, I see you doing a really beautiful job of like, like your face looks brilliant. And I see that. And I, I acknowledge you for that, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's different things. Um, Yeah.
1: Well, I think like to your point, and we've been talking a lot about this throughout the entire season that we're not all just one thing. So it's also an invitation. Like I was saying, like sometimes I, if I'm going to an event, like I am going to put foundation on and I'm going to be excited about that. But when I'm just going to the office and I don't want to take the time to do much like that, is that too and it like they're both fine right it, regardless of if my skin is clear on either day or if I have acne on either day like it's just a thing right or it's not a thing I guess it's just like yeah
0: it's like you're just being you <laughs> yeah and you're just making the decision or the choice that makes feels right for you and like yeah I don't know yeah <laughs> it's hard to do it yeah there's a I'm going to say profound. Um, (laughs) But when I was, when my brother was in high school, I was in college, I came back after my freshman year of college and my brother was, um, he didn't have great skin in high school and was always, it's interesting because he was always trying things to try to fix it, but he was never covering it up. And he, I remember one day just being like, don't you? Cause I had actually really clear skin, like the clearest. Really? And I remember being like, do you, don't you feel like, I mean, do you want to cover that up? And he was like, no, I like, it's, I, I can't, I wish I could remember what he said verbatim to me, but the essence of what it was, was just like, I literally like, I care more about living my life than worrying about the fact that I have red spots on my face. And so I choose to not focus on that because there's really not that much I'm doing everything I can. And so I'm going to just, I would rather have fun with my friends and that has like stuck with me over the years. And similar to what you're saying, it's like, it's where I wanted to get. And I feel like in the mornings when I'm getting ready and like over this past year, particularly when, I mean, I'd have some pretty bad outbreaks and I think about my brother looking at me and I think to myself like, okay, well, do you want to live or do you want to worry about this? (laughs) You know? And when I would worry about it, I just start picking and like picking makes it worse. And so, but when I would just focus on living, they would literally clear themselves up in like 24 hours. And so, you know. And then being able to share that experience with my partner so that I can like, could be like, Hey, when you notice that I'm in the bathroom for like more than five minutes, be like, right. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you either? pooping? You know? or are you picking up your acne? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, if the door is open, I hopefully wouldn't be pooping because he'd be really upset with me, <laughs> but I have do to do that. So, um, I like having conversations when I go to the bathroom. You know, um, you're
1: not alone on that. I've been hearing that like quite a bit.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, I've heard it from funny. other
1: people on podcasts. They're so like, oh, I just want my partner to like sit in the bathroom with me and talk to okay. me. I
0: him. literally oh he is so, <laughs> so I have like a Pavlov's reflex. Pavlov's dog reflex, you know? Or is it Maslov's dog? Oh my god, whatever. Um <laughs> basically when he showers in the morning all of a sudden I have to take a shit it's just like that's just what happened and like I'll try to hold it I'll try to hold it but he loves taking showers so it takes a very long time and then I'm like buddy I'm ding 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 knocking ding 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 and he's like come on I'm like I really gotta go and then he's like come on and then I like sit down on the toilet and I'm like even if I'm peeing or pooping and then I'm just like talking and he's like seriously (laughs) like okay I'll wrap it up I just really want to talk to you (laughs) oh my god anyways I don't remember what I was talking about but (laughs) being in the
1: bathroom and if you've been in there for too long yeah so accountability for your partner
0: yeah if I can just not pick at it and just focus on my life focus on the present moment it's like mindfulness like you know anti-acne mindfulness Mm -hmm. you know focus on the life that's around you instead of what's on your face. You know, it's, like, it's, like, good practice, too, right? Because, like, I don't know, the older I get, um, you just, you start to get, like, I don't know, get older. Like, yeah. it's happening. And we've talked about that yeah. this season. Ranging. Like, you're, like, it's happening. We're all getting older. And, <laughs> yeah, and, like, you just, there's a certain time period i don't know for me it happened maybe later but um in my 30s probably like 34 35 i think 35 is probably where i started to notice like oh shit i i don't know like things just looked older and then but then other things because i started working out looked better i don't know it's just like but at a certain point you kind of have to start to come to grips with the fact that like, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to look older. Like, and, and maybe that's why, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you are. And so maybe that's why, like I see other things in the mirror when I look in it that are beyond, you know, acne. I mean, granted at this point in my life, I really thought we were going to be done with that conversation, but (laughs) we're not. So, um, but it's like you kind of, it's just like things start showing up and you're like, okay, I mean, this is, this is going to happen. So you got to You're going to have to figure out how to like accept aging because you, I mean, you can do some stuff, but like, you can't it, do everything happening. Yeah. Like it's happening. And I'm, for me, I mean, and my mom is the same way. So I think I had a really good, really good. Well, well good modeling for me of just like embracing the age. And like, when I got my f- first white hairs, it was like a celebration. Like I was so excited. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I have white hair. It's like, oh my gosh, I mean. And I think also my, you know, having cancer as a youngster it's like certain things about aging become milestones that like, oh my gosh, I got to experience this. Um, and so maybe that's also why, um, I mean, it's not like I really like seeing crow's feet, you know, <laughs> my eyeballs, but, you know, it's like it's happening. And, you know, I'm grateful like others in my in my situation weren't as lucky. And so um, yeah. how can I honor the wisdom that exists within my crow's, crow's feet and and not just at, at like, you know, that's an intellectual idea but like actually give myself like what if you could and then you know what if you did honor it and again not as a con an intellectual concept but in my heart what might it feel like to actually embody embracing um physically getting older and what that looks like instead of putting myself down quietly but loudly within um what might that look like? And just like giving myself the chance to experience, loving the embracing of that experience, again, not from an intellectual standpoint, from an experiential standpoint, yeah. um, very, very different, so.
1: Yeah, and I think it's hard because it's all about changing your narrative. Like I think, and it, like it, this this is probably going to sound like an excuse and it's not, so I'll start over saying that. But, um, like, we're, I feel like we're, we're told so many things, and lately I've been playing a lot with, I don't know, the idea of being a product of our environment, and how if you're around people that think a certain way, what that does to you. Like, no matter how strong individually you think you are, um, like, if you are exposed, for example, we've been watching a ton of Christmas movies on Netflix, and Every single story, it's like, it, it's the same story. It's But not it's... Elf. <laughs> what?
0: But not Elf. <laughs> Except for not Elf. No,
1: not Elf. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> Definitely not. No, these are probably what people would say are even worse than Elf. Uh, but like, the you know, the story of like the girl, the meek, shy girl that can't figure it out on her own, right? But she's stunningly beautiful. And then some guy from across the room somewhere sees her. He's never even heard her speak, and she doesn't have any confidence. <laughs> like, but yet he falls in love with her and, and oh, he dear. turns her into what? the same, right? Like, but and You're... I And okay, and I like love watching these movies, right? Even though I sit there and I'm like, ugh, like, why am I why do why do I enjoy this? But I think it's also somewhat nostalgic for me, too, because that was the storyline that we were exposed to growing up, and then I don't know, I think about my time in college and I did pageants and it was a part of the Miss America program. And while that, I always feel like I have to be not careful when I talk about it because it did, there were positives to it. Um, But I think from a, a body image standpoint, I mean, it was terrible for my confidence level and how I viewed things because I would go in and... I essentially, you know, it was like duct tape this up, cover this up. Um, you know, I would compete and it would be like, hey, um, you had the highest interview score out of anyone and you did really well here, but, you know, swimsuit, you really just need to tone it up. And it's like, what? the <laughs> oh, so I'm the most well-spoken and the one that can like, speak to all the other things, but I'm not going to – I mean, I'm sure this isn't the only reason why, like, I didn't win, but, you know, it's like, oh, but you're only – constructive feedback for me was that I need to tone it up like what what the fuck kind of message are you trying to give me you know so it's like these like narratives that are so deeply rooted and like how to I mean you have to like completely rewrite everything that you've been told since a young age and again it's not an excuse but it's I mean it takes a lot of intentional effort to be able to do it
0: yeah totally Anyway, that's <laughs> I just I just bit into an olive, so I apologize. No, no. <clears throat> um, no, I think I mean in some capacities, those narratives unfortunately still exist because I watch those movies too on Netflix. Can't get enough of them. The teenage dramas—they're so, so terrible. It's always
1: great. a prince or like a rich dude. dude. Even the like... fucking bachelor, or bachelorette, man. Oh yeah, of course. I it's mean, it's the people same people narrative. Themselves. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same narrative, like pretty beautiful people and it's like see me from across the room and fall in love with me before you even talk to me and that's like I think I always have that in my mind too when it comes to interactions it's like I want to be so you know i want to be desired where someone's going to see me from across the room and just be like that one I choose you and then I'm like but not really yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> Vera's very Pokemon-ish but <laughs> um but you know, but then I'm like no because I'm like so much more obviously than my looks like that's probably the least cool thing about me um but I don't know it's it's hard to break out of that idea that you don't want that when that has sort of been the story that's been told to you for so long
0: when Amy again from season one Mm -hmm. um her and I were in college together and every single time we would talk about like those types of things and like oh we just want this or like Oh, some guy expects that and we'd be like, the fucking media. Every time that was like anytime, every time we'd see a movie, and we'd be like, the fucking media. <laughs> it's so true though. That's okay. So
1: especially getting more back into like my marketing career, like I've been thinking about that so much. Like, how can we use marketing for like not that it's been used for bad, but kinda of, like for better things. And and I think it's already happening, but I was watching... Um, apparently I'm watching my Twitch Netflix. I was watching the Explained series on Netflix. And they were talking about diamond rings. And they were saying how in the 19, you know, or like 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, a uh, ring has always been a part of getting engaged or married. At least marriage. I don't even know if it was engagement. Um, at least married. But normally the rings didn't actually have diamonds. And it was essentially a marketing campaign from a diamond company that said, you know, if you really love your woman, buy her a diamond. And from, I think it was the 1950s to um, the 80s, the percentage of engagement rings that people are buying that had diamonds, and I, I think it went from less than 25% to over 80%. It was from a marketing campaign and now that's something today if someone gets an engagement ring and it doesn't have a diamond, we're like, ooh, could he not afford it? (laughs) And it's like, it's all just made up. Like, someone ran a marketing campaign to make money and now that is an expectation. And it's not a bad thing. Like, you can get an engagement ring that has a diamond, great. Like, that's fine. But it was a company who made it up to make money to sell their diamonds. And when you think about it that way, you're like, like, what is, like, what is society? (laughs) We're just making everything up. Um, Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's interesting, especially with how we, how we perceive, uh, really almost, so many things. (laughs) It's all just made up. Someone got enough people to believe into
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, talk about being in advertising for however many years I was in. You know, you know, girl. Uh, It's like on some level I like, my favorite campaign I ever worked on was Kmart Apparel, which I know sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah. But it was, they let us do whatever we wanted, and it was called Money Can't Buy Style. And so we literally, Mm -hmm. like, grabbed people off the street who just had interesting style. And we were like, hey, we're, basically what we found out is, like, people who shop at Kmart, are Shopping there because there actually are interesting things that you can get there for really cheap, mm-hmm. and so you don't have to spend a shit ton of money in order to like make it work, basically. And so, we I found these people on the street. Sh- <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, I don't know, if I, okay, anyway. And so, <laughs> we I'll, yeah, I was like, the project a, runway I, reference, it. yeah. <laughs> but we, um, so we found these people off the street, we pulled them in, and we would have, we would just like put all this stuff across Kmart. Sportswear, boys, like, everything you can think of. And they would build outfits from, like, the craziest shit and, like, create these baller-ass outfits. They would take rope from, like, the fishing Ooh. department and, like, make belts and, like, hair things. I don't... It was, like, the coolest thing ever. That's um so Cool. Yeah. Oh, because advertising typically is not that way. Typically it's like, you sell these things, it's curated, it looks this way. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was the campaign that we, I mean, we all loved it. Everybody had so much fun because people were able to just be themselves and not have to fit any sort of like prototype at all. Um, wow. It was amazing.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Just more, like more of that, even I think as a society it's gonna be interesting just to see how I mean, just like any decade and you know, century how things end up shaking up, but I feel like so many people are even in their line of work, they're turning away from a corporate structure to do something that's very true to them. And like how does that look when we all get the freedom to be who we wanna be? do what we want to do and I mean we all have that freedom so maybe it doesn't go away I don't know maybe people aren't willing to take that risk but if more people start to take that risk like how does that shape and change society and how we work and how we think and how we're employed like I don't know it's just so it's really exciting um I don't know just to think about all the the possibilities out there of people really getting to step into their own versus Like we've talked about many times, um, especially with entrepreneurs in the podcast, versus like people feeling like they have to go work for a corporation and work there for forty years and have that be the norm. It's we have more options now, and again, like for some people that's great. Like some people like that stability; they want the benefits. They wouldn't be able to sleep at night if they didn't have that that structure. Like there's comfort there that really works for them. Whereas if they are an entrepreneur and they they would you know keel over from stress because it's just like too much you know they don't want that and that's fine um but how can we all live a more fulfilled life in every aspect not just beauty but the work we do and
0: there's literally so much that I have to say um (laughs) (laughs) okay one I was watching a river runs through it the other night have you seen that movie I have not Brad, because I don't. Brad Pitt. I watch movies. Um, <laughs> <Brad Ford. Okay. laughs> know, it's, old, it's old Brad Pitt and there's a lot of other people on it too. But anyways, it's in, it's like set in a time when the world was such chaos that, and it was kind of one of the first times where you could get a job with like benefits and tenure and pensions. And so to be able to get an education and get a job that would last like a really long time was or, or for the rest of your life was a really big deal. And, you know, I, I can so often be like, you know, poo poo staying with one company for a long time. Cause it's just not the way my DNA or like my makeup really operates, but I could see how, if you were born in a time of the wars, I mean, World War one, World War two, like there was some crazy shit was happening. And then, you know, the Great Depression, and now there's the possibility of being able to have a job with a stable company that is going to take care of you for the rest of your life, why you would have a reason to really commit. Um, And so it kind of got me thinking, and, and we don't necessarily have that now, like a lot of times, there isn't a reason to stick with a company for years and years and years and years, like we're not walking away from companies with pension plans. Um, You know, if, if we are lucky, we're making enough money to be able to put it into a 401k or be able to put it into, you know, Roth IRAs and then, Mm. or, you know, more lucrative investments because we can take more risks. But for the most part, like that structure does not exist. And so um, to be a part of this next evolution, it did always feel like a bucking of the trend for me, but really it's a show of our times and a reflection of what's happening um, economically and as a society in response, you know? And, and so again, it's not like better or worse. I mean, believe me, if I could find a company that had my back and, you know, had the things that I needed and wanted and had the culture that like, I would for sure work for an organization like apps, the fucking um, And not that they don't exist now. I just, um, I don't know. It's just interesting to see that juxtaposition that like the times really called for, you can see why having an organization like that uh, or having an organization um, with a job structure and that security would really be, something to seek and something to have. And then that mentality kind of stuck through even when times changed. And, um, it's cool. I'm, I'm honored to be able to like see, be able to have enough self-awareness and external awareness to like see that evolution and to see where it's going. And similar to you, like what does happen when we're invited at a young age to really question what's our purpose and what do we care about? And, you know what would you do what do you want to do when you grow up and don't just take the well i wouldn't even say like my parents weren't necessarily saying that until recently of like you know you don't have to work for a corporation in fact don't like yeah. do it for yourself and what happens to society when that hap- when that happens and then the other part that i wanted to bring in is there's there's a short story called the egg and the guy Who created it, created a, uh, creates a bunch of animated shorts. And there's one that I watched the other day about, um, um, basically acknowledging that positive psychology and, you know, going into your life, trying to find your purpose and only making sure that you find like your soulmate and your dream job and your highest potential and all this stuff is actually a disservice and, makes us less satisfied it makes us more dissatisfied because we're we're now not seeking security and a title we're like actually hinging our entire happiness on, this on the job yeah. yeah yeah and it's like now happy like having to be happy all the time is the end goal and instead of like and not that it's better or worse but honestly we're human and at the yeah. end of the day at least 50% of the time you're not going to be happy and to create a society and the construct where people are having to constantly feel like they're failures. If they're not having, you know, if they're having negative thoughts or yeah. their failures, if they're not living their dream and like that's fucked up too. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, I don't know. I've just been sitting with that recently and, you know, I do feel like I've found a profession that really speaks to my heart. Um, I mean, honestly, I think my dream job would be, like, just traveling the rest of my life. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I really enjoy – there's challenge and there's, um, there's a lot of com- complexity and contrast that comes with my current – you know, being a coach. And it's in a way that feels – feels good to me, but not because it doesn't come with all of the other shit. like there are days where I'm f- unsure of myself where I doubt and and I still have to work through all those things. and so um, I, I don't know it's like acknowledging that um, happiness isn't a state that we're trying to get towards. it's like, Maybe something that we can become more aware of along our journey if we are willing to, like, acknowledge all of it. Um, Because part of my happiness is in being able to know how to get through the tough times, too. And so it's not that it feels great, but it feels in the end, I know I can get through it. And that feels Good. Again, it kind of feels weird to say that, but yeah. Anyways, it's just it. interesting. Like, I don't think that there's. I don't necessarily think that we're like our our generations like totally got it figured out. I think it's just again another aspect of um, response to what's happening within and with outside of ourselves, and to be able to recognize our slice in comparison to other slices, kind of just gives you, gives me um, an appreciation for all the different ways that it can happen, and an appreciation for the time that I happen to be alive, and that it's not better or worse. It's just a different path. That was a major achievement. <laughs> That's good. <We're laughs> going to
1: say We're all over. I like this conversation. We're, we're definitely all over, but in a good way. Let's just talk about all the things in life that none of us have the answers to. (laughs) And we're going to end the episode here. That's the perfect place to wrap up because we're hopefully going to find some more answers in season three. We can't wait to be here with you all. Happy 2020. Happy new year. Happy new decade. As always, if you want more from Rachel and I, you can check us out on the gram at the Trinith Collective underscore. And if you liked what you heard today, leave us a review tell a friend, let us know what you want to hear on the podcast in 2020. We would love to hear your feedback. Otherwise, we'll talk to y'all next time.